ESPN 690 and Action Sports Shacks presents Brett and Friends with Brett Martineau. We're going to have to show a little more patience than the year two pom-pom people. Casey Kurtz. Yo! Oh, what are we doing, bro? Come on! And Aaron Shocker. I'm, I'm all in favor of these two showing their love, really celebrating their relationship. This is Brent and Friends with Brett Martineau, Casey Kurtz, and Aaron Shocker on Jacksonville's home for ESPN Radio, ESPN 690. Well, things are feeling very jaggish around here. Jaggish is a good word. That's why I ended the show yesterday on OT. Things are feeling jaggish, and they continue to feel that way into a Wednesday. Holy cow, we talk about it. Doug Peterson talking about James Robinson. Shaq Griffin, you won't see him for four games at least. We'll tell you why in a second. Brent and Friends, ESPN 690. Brent Martineau will be with us in just a bit. Casey Kurtz, Aaron Schachter. How we doing? How you been on a Wednesday? Clay Harbor at 4 o'clock. What's going on, Aaron? Uh, my house is in shambles. Case. My house is in show. I got. We sick, can't just skip by that. We a, got a, a sick son. I got a sick daughter. I'm starting to feel congested, spreading my germs around this studio. Awesome. My wife doesn't feel good. My kid just got taken to the doctor. My wife took her to the doctor. We got a big uh, trip coming up this weekend. We oh. want to make sure everyone's okay. Mm-hmm. And they're not. And they're not. So we take my kid to the doctor. She's wearing a face mask because you don't want the other germs that are swimming around in that room. We got our own germs. Dude, my kid, my four year old. She threw up in her mask in the doctor's office waiting room. She did it twice. <laughs> she did it twice. Can oh, you? Man, man it's, it almost sounds like once you throw up in your mask, that act alone makes you want to throw up in your mask again. Uh, I do not envy her. Chain reaction. Know? I'll tell you who I don't envy. Forget her. I don't envy my wife. Having to clean it up. Who is then in the doctor's office lobby having to clean that up. I texted her. I was like, anything, anything you need me to do to make this easier on, on you, you let me know because oh, I'm so happy that wasn't me. Oh, uh, do you do okay with throw up with vomit? Yeah. Some people struggle. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to see it. I wouldn't want to have a I mean, no one seat. wants to see it or smell but, it. But like I, I could deal with it. Like it's not. Like some people, like I, I struggle, but like if it's my kids, I can be there for them, you yeah. know? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can be there if I have to. It's not like a recommendation or something I enjoy doing, but... Uh, You're too young to know the movie Stand By Me, but there was uh, an iconic scene in this movie where uh, one kid throws up on purpose to make the whole room start throwing up, and you've probably seen that in a billion mm-hmm. movies since then. They do that but, uh, Family Guy a lot. There you go. Well, that's where they got it from. They got it from Stand By Me. It was a pretty iconic movie in the 80s. I didn't but, know that. Educational yeah. program. You learn something you go. Good every talk, day. Talk to some old people. You may learn a thing or two. I might, and we'll, we will talk to old Brent Martineau in a bit, but until Brent Martineau gets here, we got to start with the breaking news of the time. Yeah, let's hit it. And that is the Jags have placed Shaq Griffin on injured reserve. IR for Shaq. And listen, uh, if, you, if you're on Twitter, some people think that's a good thing. I don't, I don't want to say that. I don't really understand that line of thinking, but I guess we could get to it. Listen, I think, let's, let's just start with this. The last time Shaq was on the field, he got absolutely taken to town by Alec Pierce, the Colts scored game-winning touchdown, and that's what everybody remembers, right? Yeah. But then, the very first drive without Shaq Griffin, Trey Herndon gets absolutely toasted for a long touchdown Daniel Jones and the Giants put on him. This is what I'm saying, like, uh, if you read Jack's Twitter, the people who are, cel- first of all, you don't want to celebrate anybody's injury, but the people who are happy that Shaq's off the field, 
Like, who do you think is coming up behind him to save the day? Yeah, I mean, they, they do have Darius Williams. Will they keep him inside, move him outside? Yet to be seen, but we've had that, or Doug Peterson's answered that question, and they feel good with him on the inside. So, and we had Rasheen Mathis talked about it as well when we had him on Monday, that you have your smartest player on the inside, and you don't really want to be flipping that guy back and forth. So, as much as that is the move in Madden, because I would do it too, but I, I don't <laughs> think the Jags are going to do this. I think Darius yeah. Williams is going to be your slot corner, and they're going to figure it out on the outside yeah. without Shaq Griffin. IRL, it's Darius Williams. There yeah. you go. So <laughs> Right, exactly. Uh, so it is, uh, Jags fans, you know the trauma, but it is a back injury. Shout out Jalen Ramsey somewhere. Still having to deal with a back injury that got him out of Jacksonville. So. That's a long back injury now. Yeah, something with the uh, back injuries Larry and Bird-esque. on the Jags just does not work. But Shaq Griffin will go to IR. Trey Herndon, I would imagine, will be the outside corner, which brings us to the second part of the conversation. Doug Peterson talked today about James Robinson, but he said uh, in conversation that they are bringing in a corner. Uh, I do not know who that is yet. I have yet to see it. No one's told me. I haven't seen it on Twitter. But when... With James's roster spot that had opened, they had already decided to bring in a corner. Now, granted, Doug Peterson probably knew Shaq Griffin was going to IR before he talked. They didn't bring it up. But they are bringing in a corner from somebody else's roster, practice squad assuming, from Doug Peterson is what he said. So they have a plan there. I, whoever they're bringing in is not your starting outside corner against the Broncos in London. Yeah, you shouldn't expect, like, immediate impact or a name that you're familiar with or anything like that. This is more of a Band-Aid than anything else. Absolutely. you got to get another corner in there because, frankly, secondary hasn't been that great outside of Tyson Campbell. Tyson yeah. Campbell's been great, but other than that, it's been suspect the you, best. You already had not the greatest depth in the secondary, and, and this just hurts even more to that respect. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, Delphonic on the YouTube, I'd rather have Williams and Herndon over Shaq, to be honest. Well, wow. There now you, go. you got it. Congrats. You're going to see. We're going to find out what they got out there. Uh, yeah. And it, that might be the right answer. I don't necessarily think it is, but we're going to find out because, you know, the next couple of weeks are not going to be easy of whoever's playing cornerback for the Jags because the one thing the Broncos might not have is a quarterback, but they do have wide receivers who are at least talented. And then you got what? the Raiders. Uh, what? Huh, what? What? Broncos don't have a quarterback? No. Just because he hasn't been playing well or what? He, well, yeah, he's been bad. Okay. I'm saying right now, what are you more scared of, Russell Wilson or the playmakers they have? I don't think Russell Wilson can get the ball in their hands. And, yeah, and yeah if just, he does, you know, something to worry about. But I'm not worried. Or Brett Ripien if Russell Wilson doesn't play. Yeah, there you go. So, like, do you think Russell Wilson is done? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I've am i been off the Russell Wilson train. Pete Carroll got it right, dog. You think forever done? Oh, yeah, it's game seven. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm done with Russell Wilson. That's bold. But That's aggressive Russell Wilson take right here. It's, hey, it, it, Call it as you see it, Aaron Schachter. But the point of the story is they do have good wide receivers. And the next week, the Raiders come into town. I think they I have a good, good tight end, by the way, but that's not necessarily what you need your yeah. secondary covering. The week after that, the Chiefs, this is a, this is a good little stretch. They're going to need corners. Uh, it can get ugly in a hurry. So, Especially uh, when you consider that the Broncos might be playing for more than just this week's W. They got a lot of uh, a lot on the line, I think, for this game. Yeah, it, it sounds like there may be some changes in Denver if they can't pull out a win against the Jags in London. But you're right. Broncos, then Raiders, then Chiefs. All right, we're done with the AFC West for a little bit. But then you go visit the Ravens, and then you yeah. get that respite with the Lions. I mean, even that, though. I guess they won't have Jameson Williams, we found out today. But the point of the story is you need corners in this league, and the Jags are lacking. They're signing guys off practice squads. We'll see how that plays out for them. But I don't think you can have a lot of confidence no matter what it is. We'll see if Trey Herndon, he needs to be better than the play that we all remember. And listen, he got better as the game went on, sure, but he got burnt for a touchdown early, and look at the score. Can't let that happen. Yeah. And that's, that's a theme, whoever's out there, except for Tyson Campbell. But you got 
Terry McLaurin running by Shaq Griffin in week one, and then you got Darius Slayton running by Trey Herndon in week seven. But you know what cures all of these quarterback ills is a significant pass rush. Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker getting after the quarterback, whoever he might be under center, and it looks like it's probably going to be Russell Wilson. Yeah. You know, if you're chasing that dude running for his life, you don't got to worry as much about being uh, white on rice in the secondary. That's true. And by the way, Delphonic brings it up in the chat. But did you see Russell Wilson was doing high knees on the play? Why is everybody hating on Russell Wilson? Who does high knees on the play? He's motivated. He wants to get in the game. He probably didn't want to sit out the last game. Listen, I know they're on massive jets and such, no, but they're not. who's doing high knee? Like, doesn't the plane have to be shaking at that point? You know what's funny Russ? is the other... Let Russ cook. That's not how planes work, doing? by the way. Yes, it is. No, it's not. If you get up and start doing jumping jacks in a plane, the, sh yeah. the plane's going to move a little That's bit. That's not true. That's definitely true. <laughs> Maybe if you weigh 850 pounds. That's definitely and true. And you're at the very back or no, the very front or on true. a wing. But if you're in the aisle, I think you're Somebody okay. go do high knees on a Delta plane and see what happens. <laughs> That's really People what People are going to be very concerned. I was thinking about that earlier this week when Mojo was talking about a long flight you really want to win because it's a long flight. Oh, and I'm, man, I'm thinking about that plane like these are big human beings. And it's not like they're flying on private jets with extra leg room or anything like that. They're on a charter Delta flight. Right. And the Delta plane that they're on, I mean, first class, players do not sit up front. The coaches sit up front. Right. The right, front right. office sits up front. And they got the players in the back and all the peasants like myself and the rest of the media in the middle. Brent Martineau. Brent Martineau, if he's on the plane with him, sure. Oh, I mean, Stuart Weber this week. Yeah, I don't even think they let them on the plane. Stuart Weber will be uh, with the in London for the Jags. Obviously, we will yeah. talk with him as that goes on. He's probably going to take a smaller plane. Might have to take a smaller plane. But yeah. high knees on the plane, Russ. It's a bold move. You, the teammates have to be sick of him, right? Like seven <laughs> games in, like you're trying to sleep on this 18-hour flight, <laughs> and you just like wake up and you see Russ doing high knees right in the aisle. Now, like, what are you doing, dude? He's trying to lead by example. See, you didn't watch the Redeem Team documentary on Netflix, but if you would have, you would have seen that Kobe came into this Redeem Team USA Basketball do 2008. Don't do that. And he looks at guys like Dwayne Wade and LeBron James and all these other guys going, all right, you're talented, but who here is trying hard? And that's what he brought to the table. I think that's what Russ is trying to bring to the table. He's like, all right, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Devonta Williams is injured. Uh, Javonta Williams is injured, yep. but uh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon ain't doing high knees anywhere. Like, all right, guys, I know you guys have skill. You got talent. But who's out here working out on the plane with me? Who's so devoted you can't wait to get to this stopover, wherever you're stopping over? Although I don't think they're they're probably stopping over in New York or something before they head out to London. Yeah. I, I just don't – I don't get it. I think if I'm a teammate of Russell Wilson after all this stuff, I'm like, you know what? Can't you just do it when we get to London? Like, it's Monday night. Like, we're here five <laughs> days early. You can't do your high knees. Like, the high knees you're doing right yeah. now are going to make you play in this game on Sunday. I, I don't – I just don't understand how they could be all in on this guy who, as more reports come out, like, this is you just one thing. No, it's just you like – You hate this it's guy. Not, it sounds like he's not a team player. Way. No, stop it. He is yes. very much a team player. Oh, no, if you see some of this stuff that's coming out here, that he's got his own little wing – when he does, like, team meetings and stuff, he's, like, by himself. Huh. And he's, like, not in these meetings with the wide receivers and such as he should be. Somehow that came out of Seattle, man. This guy is not the teammate that apparently he should be. But, hey, get those high knees in, baby. <laughs> Got to get those high knees in to get ready to play the Jacksonville Jaguars while you're 6,000 feet in the air. I think it's a little premature that you think Russell Wilson is done and washed up. It's not like, I mean, he's old for a guy in his prime. I think he's 32. But he's still got playable years left. Not like this. He still has an arm on him. He's not connecting with his receivers because they're not on the same page about where they should be on the field. 
But uh, he's still got an arm on him. He can still make throws. On any given Sunday, Russ can go off. He even, could. Even this version. Just hopefully not this week for the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, but you hope. Anyway, Russ Wilson doing high knees on the plane. The Broncos are already in London. Apparently, the Jags will go tomorrow. Uh, but they, they did some business before they left, Aaron Schachter. It's, yeah, it's day one, or no, day two without James Robinson, and we're still not okay. We'll yeah. keep a track. Uh, James Robinson, by the way, if you're wondering, I know Doug Peterson said, hey, this guy's hurt a little bit. Uh, Pass is physical with the Jets. Oh, uh, I believe it was at practice today <laughs> for the Jets. So uh, What a shock. You know, you can feel any type of way you want about that. But anyway, Doug Peterson today talked a little bit, and there's some interesting things, Aaron. I want you to hear this is the first part of it. I cut this into two clips, but this is the first part of Doug Peterson talking about what happened in the trade of James Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get into all the details with it, but, um, you know, James is uh, – I got a lot of respect for James and, and what he's done and what he's done for me and the, and the, the organization. And obviously wish him well it's a great opportunity for him you know obviously the jets as we know lost a running back and and so it's honestly it's the nature it's the nature of our business teams begin to search and and we got a call on him and 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 um you know made the made the decision to to move on is it just that easy i mean it sounds a little bit simplified you got to imagine though that the jets had been uh, poking around like the during the game when Brees goes out they're like oh crap we need to get on the phone immediately. Yeah, they uh, apparently the Jets called on Monday uh, to talk about if James Robinson was available, and apparently it didn't take that long for them to figure it out that James you know, Robinson was available. You know what's interesting is uh, I read reports today that Kareem Hunt might be available for a fourth-round pick. And so if you had your choice, and I know you love J-Rob, mm-hmm. but if you had your choice between James Robinson for a fifth and Kareem Hunt for a fourth, wouldn't you prefer Kareem Hunt? I think if I'm the Jets, I would. Yeah. Especially because Brees Hall was part of that passing attack. Yes, that's why I James think James Robinson isn't going to be part of that passing attack. The, I think the issue, though, is that much like the Jags are trying to do, my boy Joe D., Robert Sala, trying to build a culture of grown, accountable men in that locker room, I think Kareem Hunt has a uh, reputation that says otherwise. Well, a little bit. A little bit, yeah, I, I would say. But I think that is interesting. We'll have to see what happens with Kareem Hunt because... A fourth? Fourth doesn't seem like a lot, right? It doesn't, but is it a fourth that turns into a third? Because then I can't do it. Maybe, but this is also a guy who asked for a trade months ago, and nothing's happened. That's true, but and to that point, like, the Jets took care of their need. The Jets are a good team. Like, Carolina's not going to give up a fourth. They need a running back right now badly. Carolina's not looking for a running back. Right, but who's left? Like, McCaffrey? There are teams. The Bills are looking for a running back help. I I think all of the, the, the Super Bowl teams outside of the Niners... Uh, all of the Super Bowl possible teams are looking for running back help for sure. Yeah, I guess anytime you can upgrade, right? Uh, like if Dallas took on Kareem Hunt, that'd be pretty big. That would be good. I give you that. That would that would be uh, an exciting. What level. else did Uncle Dougie say? So from that, I think Doug Peterson went on in the the conversation, and this is what I want you to hear, Aaron Schachter, because this feels a bit conspiracy theory to oh. me. This is where I get a bit confused on so, what Doug Peterson so is talking about. Okay. But this was a, like a follow-up question, and then mm-hmm. Doug went on to say this, which when I heard it, I was like, what's he talking about right here? One thing that I know that you don't know is there's a lot of information, so <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to divulge huh? all the information. It's just for, it's for me to know. It's for, for, for you to, to find out. All the details on that, but... That, what? what? He's a very protective of Doug, the information. Doug! One more time, Doug. What? Yeah. what? One thing that I know uh-huh. that you don't know is there's a lot of information. So okay. 
and I'm not I'm not going to divulge all the information. It's just okay. it's for me to know and for us to know and and all the details on that. But <laughs> oh, okay. So you know us not to know, but you to know. What yeah. does that mean? It's the uh, the secret recipe for Coca Cola. It's the uh, programming code for iPhones and iOS, and it's the information regarding the James Robinson trade. These are the most closely regarded secrets in American history. What is he saying, Aaron? He's saying that James Robinson walked in there and was a pain in the butt, and they had to ship him out. That's what he's saying, in my belief. I think he's saying, look, we're getting a lot of hate right now. Jags fan, you're in mourning. I feel you. I understand. Uncle Dougie understands. If I could reach out and give y'all a, a big Duval bear hug, I would do that. Just a big bear hug. But I can't. Because you guys don't know, and I'm not going to tell you. Not going to tell you. He's not. But that is an interesting point. I thought that as well. Said, you don't know all the information. What else could it mean? I know. What could it? Well, well, it didn't mean that he was injured more than you understood because the Jets took him. So obviously right. passed the physical. Is he protecting James Robinson there? Has from James be. Robinson saying, hey, I want Has out under any circumstances? Has to be. And then my question is this. If James Robinson, seven games or less, is asking out of Jacksonville during the Doug Peterson era, where the team was playing better, or at least seems to be more harmonious, mm -hmm. what was he doing during the Urban Meyer era? Because obviously he got benched, right. and no one wanted to talk about it. And yes. then Urban blamed everybody right. but James. That is true. The locker room was behind James. But, like... I got to imagine that was more of the same if that's what happened this time around, don't you think? Yeah, and I think at this, at just at this point, he's like, you know what, I'm done with it. After all this, the disrespect. Well, like, he doesn't yeah. have to. Yeah, he doesn't have to think about. Oh, you mean James? James. Yeah, James. 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 I'm saying, like, I'm surprised James last year. To be honest, didn't. I mean, he might have asked for a trade. He we might don't know. Have. I mean, in fairness, but, but when Urban know. got fired, it's like all things are, are you know, it's and almost he gets like hurt, right? you're so. working on something at work, and then your boss gets fired, and you're like, oh man, now I gotta wait till the next boss comes in. I gotta start working on them for this stuff, you know. So maybe it was a little bit of that. Yeah. So again, there's never gonna be a documentary on this, but there's something there. There, there is something there. Doug's protecting something. Uh, I after I hear that, I do wonder, like, hmm. Now, now there might be more to this. Again, we probably won't know because James is not a big uh, talk in front of the microphone guy. I know the New York media is a little bit tougher. They'll ask the question. <laughs> I don't think James will answer though. it. They don't, they don't ever get to the bottom of anything. They just annoy people till they want to leave the market. Well, that's true. <laughs> that is true. But well. here's the thing. Like, out of the realm of possibilities, fine. We can't confirm what it is he's talking about. But out of the realm of possibilities, what are the options there? I know information that you don't. What could it possibly be if not... This guy was disrupting. Yeah, I mean, he, there was a problem there. James asked for a trade, or potentially they knew they weren't going to re-sign him. Had to be, They right? had that discussion where they were like, you know what? Listen, I said it when they drafted ETN. That's probably where this whole thing started with James Robinson and the disrespect because they drafted a first-round running back after in James's rookie year he runs for 1,000 yards. Mm. So that's probably where it starts. But at the same time, Doug Peterson's like, you know, we got this first-round guy. We're going to use him. He's obviously talented. He, he can do things that James can't. So I think it's probably a combination of they weren't going to re-sign him. I don't know if there was a problem in there because I'm not in there, but maybe James just asked for the trade. Either way, it is what it is. Yes. I mean, quite literally, it has become what it has become. This is your reality. James is gone. And Time to move forward. And by the way, moving forward, at least in the running back position in your backfield, it's not such a bad place with Travis Etienne back there. No. Our guy MJD, right in front of NFL.com, puts Travis Etienne 14th best back in the league. Now that's... You don't think that's high praise? It feels reckless. 
Love Mojo, right? Appreciate him being on the show, you think right? He's, he's overshooting his shot. I'm saying off the top of my head without doing math or using my fingers to count 14 other running backs, it feels high. All right, so let's go through some of these names. You tell me if uh, you think uh, the placement is wrong. He's got Nick Chubb up top. Mm-hmm. All right, that feels warranted. Well, I, I mean, Saquon's the best running back in the league, but sure. Mojo, I mean, whatever. Nick Chubb is leading in every statistical category. No, it's okay. It's fine. They give it to him 86 times a game. I mean, you're going to rack up stats that way. Nick so, cool. no, 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 to that point, to that point, Saquon Barkley, 143 attempts, mm-hmm. Nick Chubb, 126. Yeah, well, do you see, then you divide. That's all right. I'll let you sit with it for a little bit. Nick Chubb at number one. That's running back in the league, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, number two. Mm-hmm. All right, you got Jacobs, number three, playing out of his mind this year. Jacobs is playing out of his mind, so you got to give it to him. Out of his mind. Less attempts than both those guys and catching some passes. Then you got King Henry. Yep. All, all right. You got your boy from uh, UF, Damian Pierce, at number five. Beating out names like Austin Eckler, who's not having the best year. Christian McCaffrey on his brand new team. Bro, Mojo might be out of his mind here. Also not having the best year this year, but certainly deserving of a top 10 spot, in my opinion. You got Kenneth Walker the third coming on now. I like Kenneth Walker. Everybody does. This guy is great. Brees, but obviously he'll fall from this spot. That was number nine. This is mad reckless from Maurice Jones. You think so? Miles Sanders at number 10 playing out of his mind? I'm with it. Jonathan Taylor? Well, he he missed three games. How can you put him up there? Because he has the cachet built up. You don't even know if he's going to come back. Travis Etienne's played two good football games in his career in the NFL. For this season. This isn't like just pointing out who the best guys in the world are. This is like who are the top running backs this season. Dalvin Cook at number 11. I think that's a little bit high for Dalvin this year, but so be it. Ramondre Stevenson. He's coming on. He's having a great year. Almost 500 rushing, rushing yards already. He doesn't even have 100 attempts. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones. Yeah. Eh, eh. That's a little bit on reputation. A little bit on reputation. One touchdown, seven games. I, I mean, if, the, if you're going to put Aaron Jones in Jacksonville over Travis Etienne, I think I would take that at the moment. Travis Etienne coming up next at 14, seven games, 68 attempts. By far the least amount of attempts on this list, 415 yards. So if you're counting at home, if you're playing at home, it's like 17 yards less than Aaron Jones. All right, 6.1 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. I get it. A rushing touchdown, 14 catches, 150 yards on those 14 catches. There's your number one wide receiver right there. Zero receiving touchdowns because the man likes himself some butterfingers. And one Fumble loss. Travis Etienne, number 15. You know he's got it, number 15, number 14. You know he's got it, number 15. Jonathan Taylor. No. What you got? Zeke. Zeke at 15. Seven games, 109 attempts, 443 rushing yards. It's a four yards per carry, four TDs, six receptions, no receiving TDs, no fumbles lost. That's that and Aaron Jones, really the only ones I'm questioning. The rest of this list I think is fine. Not fine nice here. About it. Yeah, well, well, we can bring it up next again. By the way, he does suggest four four teams that need to trade for a running back or could. What you got? Baltimore right now. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, they need one for sure. Buffalo, who we talk about a lot, Cam Akers, been linked to them a lot. Um, the Rams, obviously on the hunt with Cam Akers on the way out. Yeah. That's where Kareem Hunt is being linked to. And then Seattle, they're also talking about Kareem Hunt. That doesn't make any sense. Not to me. Either. Not with Kenneth Walker coming right? on. I think, Keep that man on the field. I will say what's interesting is Baltimore for what they like to do. Kareem Hunt could fit there really well. Oh, yeah. So that would be devastating. That would be a scary one. And a real punch to the throat to the Browns in the same conference. It would. Division. 
That would be an interesting trade if it were to happen, but nope. nonetheless, it will not happen. <laughs> Never happen. Anyway, James Robinson is a New York Jet. Doug Peterson talked about it, and we don't know what he knows because he has the information that we don't know. And we'll leave it at that. More football, more to do. Brent and Friends, ESPN 690. Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. We'll be right back. Lamar Jackson just isn't playing well. He's 25th in the league in completion percent, and he's 25th in off-target throws. So he's human. I agree with Rex from a standpoint. It's human nature that a consequential deal of generational wealth doesn't get done. And statistically, when you watch him, he's not the same guy right now. I agree they're blowing fourth-quarter leads. The defense can't end games the way they used to. They don't have a running back. Hopefully they're going to address that. But he's just not playing as well as he once was now. Look, if I'm the Ravens, do I still sign him? Of course I do. But right now, he's just not the same player. Lamar Jackson. Oh, no. Because I agree with Mike Tannenbaum right there. It's pretty interesting. Beginning of the season, we were talking about how he's making himself a $50 million a year player by waiting to sign that deal. Yikes. Wonder if he ends up hurting himself. Now. Yeah, I mean, hopefully not. I want the man to get paid. But, you know, there's been some moments on the field this year for Lamar Jackson. He hasn't looked like a fully guaranteed big money contract player hopefully he turns that around but in the segue of segues he's not on the highest cap hits for next year yet no but we know who is aaron Schachter. yeah we uh we were looking at a list of excuse me sorry about that you're good falling apart by the second we were looking at a list of uh top 10 2023 cap hits per sport track and it is not a pretty list like if, if you owned a football team and you're trying to run a roster, mm-hmm. you would hope your biggest cap hits would be your most valuable players. Yes. These guys you want to hold on to for a long time, whoever they were, mm-hmm. if they were defensive tackle or cornerback or whatever. I mean, if you're going to pay them a ton of money, you kind of hope that they're the cornerstone of your organization. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would be the ideal situation, right. franchise quarterback up there and whatnot. Or even luckier than that, you're in a situation like the Jags are, and you don't have to pay your franchise quarterback much at all because mm-hmm. they're on the rookie deal. But then you're paying it to somebody else, like a defensive end or something like that. But I'm looking at this uh, top 10 2023 cap hits, and out of the 10, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Shouldn't surprise you, nine are quarterbacks. Sounds about right. That's who gets paid the most in this league. But who really deserves it? That's the question I ask you and the other guy who's decided not to show up for the 3 o'clock hour today. Let him know. Remarno. On the and Friends show. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Dang it. But uh, some of these cap hits, like if you were looking at for 2023, you go, oh, goodness, what did we do? <laughs> what did we get ourselves into? We can start at the bottom of the list because it was a new contract in the offseason that put him there. But Derek Carr, with the 10th biggest cap hit going into 2023 at $34.9 million. Now, when he signed the deal, were you thinking he was worth it? Yeah, I think I think you could have made that case. He's a he's. he's I mean, I did well. make that case. He's played well. So like, you think he's worth it still? Well, because this year has the, not been great. Yeah, the Raiders end the season with a losing record after you get Devonta Adams. Yeah, that won't be good. Listen, I mean, I, the stats are okay. He's not winning the MVP for the ones that you know it it matters to. Sorry, uh, you know some of us bet on Derek Carr to win the MVP, but <laughs> listen, he's he's average, right? He's he's right in the middle of the pack. He's right on the edge of. 
I think you feel good if Derek Carr's your quarterback. I feel like that's a conversation that everyone's had at some point in time because he's like literally that that guy. Like, okay, if we're here and above, we feel great. If we're here and below, we don't feel good. But I think you get the edge because of the guy and the leader he is. I don't know if that's true or not, but when I look at Derek Carr, I'm like, he's he's good enough, and I think people want to play for him. He's, he does post-game interviews sometimes, and I'm ready to run through the wall. <laughs> and I'm not even on the team. So I think... I think it's probably worth it. I think he, you could do a whole lot worse. And the Raiders aren't a team that's going to get a top 10 pick, I don't think, when it's all said and done. So I, I think this is their guy. And it doesn't look great at the moment, but he'll get pat. You know, a deal will happen, and he won't be on the top 10 list anymore. Still be a high cap hit. Yeah, I mean, someone will jump him. But still, you're talking about $35 million cap hit. So you, you kind of hope he lives up to that, uh, that figure, especially if you're going to devote that much of your team's finances to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Number nine is also a quarterback. I don't know that he'll be on this list next year, though. This is 2023 cap hits. Tom Brady, scheduled to make $35 million. The days of him restructuring his deal to pick up players is long gone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's behind him. But, I mean, I don't think he's on this list either because who the heck is paying Tom Brady $35 million for what he's doing right now? Well, Giselle's going to be paying him a lot more than that. Oh, that, is true. that is true. Besides, <laughs> besides that situation, like, yeah, even the Dolphins who were interested, like, you're not paying Tom Brady that. Have you seen what's going on right now with Tom Brady and the Bucks? It's not looking too good. It is ugly. So if I'm even the Bucks, I'm like, nah, we're not paying that. <laughs> we're, we're not paying $35 you're look, million. Dollars you're looking for, for some tax breaks on this Tom Brady We got deal. Kyle Trask in the back. We're ready. It's fine. Kyle Trask, former Florida Gator. Yeah, I think he's actually injured right now. Oh, dang it. You know who's number eight on this list? We've been talking about him a lot this week. Matt Ryan. Oh. This is interesting because uh, this, was a, this was the kind of deal where they signed him for the year, and I think they knew they were bailing after the year, mm-hmm. but it was a multiple-year deal. I think it was a two- or three-year deal, and if he's on in the second year, it would have meant that he earned his way because they were looking to bail from him anyway. And if he earned his way, he was going to get incentivized. So if he's on the roster next year, bonuses and all that included, that cap hit is $35.2 million for Matthew Ryan. Nope. $35.2 million for Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan wasn't worth $35.2 even in his prime. Let me ask you this. Will Matt Ryan ever play another snap of football? Yes, but not because a team wants him to. Like, he's on the Colts. I don't think he'll play for the Colts again this year. I don't By think he'll way, play for the Colts again ever. They've got Nick Foles on that team. Totally forgot Nick about Foles that. Nick Foles is next up. Yeah. yeah but I totally again, you know what that. you got there. Okay, fine. But, like, they, they totally skipped over him and went to Ellinger, which tells you all you need to know about how they feel about Foles and Ellinger, for that matter. Yeah. I think Matt Ryan will go to a team next year with a rookie court. Whoever drafts C.J. Stroud or uh, Bryce Young or one of these guys, Interesting. Matt Ryan will go to that team and, like... For the be, league minimum. Yeah, be the guy on the sideline, try to help him learn. I do think maybe he'll end up playing a couple of snaps, maybe off of an injury or something like that. But you're right. The days of Matt Ryan being relevant in this league are over. I think a little bit quicker than I certainly expected. I think a lot Same of here. people. Same here. Number seven on this list, the only non-QB, Laramie Tunsil. Really? Yeah. Laramie, Laramie Tunsil still in the league? Laramie Tunsil scheduled to make... $35.2 million. Really? While you're soaking that in, I want to see how many games Larrabee Tunsil has played recently or ever. I, first of all, man, that's crazy. It's a lot of money, that's right? That's a lot of money for Laramie Tunsil. But He's got to be the highest paid offensive lineman. I mean, if that's his cap hit, yeah, you would think without question. I mean, you know, highly drafted guy. I mean, a big trade that made no sense at times, but... 
You know, like you could have convinced me Laramie Tunsil, uh, and maybe because he's a tackle and Houston's horrible, <laughs> but like you could have convinced me that Laramie Tunsil was no longer in the league. Like it wouldn't have took much. I'd have been like, oh, okay. I will say this, because when we were talking earlier, we were talking about uh, injuries, certainly from uh, last year. But, you know, rookie year, 14 starts. Next year, 15 starts. Year after, 15 starts. Year after, 14 starts. Then another 14 starts. The guy had consistent time on the field. Then last year, the big injury, he played five games. Yeah, it's tough. Got to be getting cut. This year, he's in six. You think he's getting cut. I'm not I'm not paying from the Texans. Well, here's the thing. Now, that's the one they got to rebuild that whole thing. The Texans can't afford to pay him because they're not paying anybody else outside of like. But Brandon they're going Cooks. to have to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, if they want to get better, they need to get better players or so, yeah. trade Laramie to like one of these great teams who needs an alignment. alignment and then pick up like a couple of years worth of picks on the guy. Because, yeah. I mean, he if he actually has been playing football, which is news to me, uh, he's played a lot of football battle tested. So, I mean, he's. He would be sought after, you would think, and why would Houston not want to get rid of him if they're trying to not really win? 2019, Jacksonville. <laughs> 2019, traded by the Dolphins with a 2020 fourth-round pick, which was 111th overall, mm-hmm. which ultimately got traded and nice. ended up being Solomon Kennedy or Kindley. Mm-hmm. From Jacksonville. <laughs> a 2021 sixth-round pick, which was 202nd overall, which was also traded. And Kenny Stills. To the Texans for the 2020 first round pick. That was 26th overall, which they traded. It turned into Jordan Love. Oh. 2020 for, 2021 first round pick, third overall, which was traded, turned into Trey Lance. And a 2021 second round pick, that was 36. They drafted Javon Holland. Good player. Johnson Betamosi and Julian Davenport. There you go. There so a lot there. of pieces in that trade, but it doesn't seem like. Much of it came back in payment to the Texans. Not really. Or, I mean, uh, to the to the Dolphins. I mean, they, yeah, no, no. I mean, J- Holland's a good player, and they they got picks from San Francisco, so worked out, but... Maybe. Like yet to be seen. Yeah. True. Good point. Laramie Tunsil, man, 35 million bucks. What about number six on the list? Really making, not that he was ever gone, but really returning to relevance this year, Kirk Cousins, 36.3 million bucks. Vikings are frisky now. They'll keep him. I think he'll make that money next year. I mean, there's no Jets reason. Jets almost had to pay that bill, by the way. They, they offered him $90 million fully guaranteed a couple of years How back. How good would you feel right now with the Jets if Kirk Cousins was the quarterback? I mean, I'd feel much better, but they wouldn't have the defense they have, and they wouldn't have those that's offensive true. rookies they had. They had to suck for two more years. Yeah, that's a fair point. Cousins uh, would have made him just mediocre. They would have been sitting in the middle of the pack, screwing up more draft picks. And Minnesota's not in a position to cut Kirk Cousins. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to make that money. Like, that's going to be one that's there. And, again, better, I mean, the name Kirk Cousins makes people feel some type of way, but the stats are not horrible. So. No, but, like, once you got to pay Justin Jefferson, you're blowing that whole thing up. They're probably yes. going to let Dalvin could go at some point. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And you're probably not going to pay Thielen and Jefferson. No, no you're paying Jefferson, though. So Thielen's going to be gone. Yeah, you can find a Thielen. Do you keep Irv Smith? Is he still on the Vikings? Oh, we're not keeping Irv. Come on. (laughs) All right, number five. Does he belong here at $36.6 million? Ryan Tannehill, the world's most expensive game manager. Malik Willis will be the quarterback next year. Ryan Tannehill will get cut. Has to be. Has to be. You don't draft Malik Willis with the intention of paying Ryan Tannehill almost $40 million. That's a wild thing. That is a wild thing. What a deal. Who's his agent? We need that guy's phone number. Yeah, we really do. Josh Allen in Buffalo, 39.8. Can't pay him enough. Can't pay him enough. Too low. You can pay him 50. Too low. 
Patrick Mahomes, big jump from four to three now. You had Josh Allen at 39. You had Pat Mahomes at 46 and a half. Bargain. Seriously. It's a bargain. I mean, he can, when he's on the field, you got a shot to win literally every game. They proved it was a bargain by getting rid of Tyree Kill. They bring in Juju for the cheap. You got uh, Michael Hardman still didn't there. Didn't even feel it. Nothing. Nothing didn't even has feel changed. it. One of the best top three wide receivers in the entire game. Dude, he gets 70 years. million. It would be a bargain. Bargain. Jack Prescott at number two. Ooh, no, ooh, something's a little stinky right there. Yeah, that's... 49.1 million to Dak Prescott. And he's going to make it next year. They're not cutting him. Dak Prescott's the quarterback of the Cowboys. Cooper Rush tried his best, but that's... He's making that money next 49. year. 49.1. You could have two A.J. Browns for a Dak Prescott. I'd rather have two A.J. Browns. Oh, my God, yes. I'd rather have A.J. Brown playing quarterback. And then sitting in the number one spot, the man who finally got to the Browns practice facility last week, two weeks ago, but still won't be able to step on a field for another month plus, Deshaun Watson. I think that number's like 54 and change. $54.9 million. That's a lot of money right there for one dude. For a team, by the way, this is the shocking part, I think. The part that opened my eyes. I saw this yesterday, and I meant to bring it to the show, and I forgot Deshaun Watson's getting 55 million bucks, but next year the Browns have like 90 million in cap space. Really? 90 million in cap space with Nick Chubb on the team, with Amari Cooper on the team, with David Njoku on the team, and with Deshaun Watson on the team. And that defense isn't that bad either. The Browns better not be good. You got a real shot going into 2023. For the Browns to be some kind of juggernaut, at least on paper. The one thing at we can all on agree paper. on is, like, let's hope the Browns are not good. Yeah, you, you certainly don't want to see a happy ending for that franchise at this point, right? You absolutely do not. But $93 million in cap space. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Maybe they knew what they were doing. Yet to be seen. Deshaun Watson coming back sooner rather than later. And he's going to get paid a lot of money at least next season. Brent and Friends, ESPN 690. We'll be right back right after this. As a, as a player, um, you, you just always anticipate, you know, it's next week, you're getting ready, you're, you're going to go. And so that's where your mindset's at. And, and there, there is a little bit of, of that surprise and shock or whatever uh, at the beginning. Uh, it's a decision they had to make, you know, as, as a player, as a teammate, you have to move forward. And, and you've got to, you know, help out where you can. Matt Ryan said, nah, I don't have to prepare anymore. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I'll just chill. No, nah, yeah. it's fine. I'm rich. No, it's cool. <laughs> I almost won a Super Bowl. It's fine. All good. Matt Ryan on his benching by the Indianapolis Colts. Matt Ryan will not see the field again this season. The Ann Friends Show, Aaron Schachter, <laughs> Casey Kurtz, Brent Martineau will be here. Maybe at some point we'll have to see. But uh, right now it's Aaron and Casey. Clay Harbor coming up in just a couple of minutes. I'm sure Clay will have a ton to talk about this week. I Between would. James Robinson and the Jaguars and then his... Chicago Bears and their performance the other night. Odd on Clay's plate, I think. Yeah, there will be, and we'll talk to him in just a second. Aaron, though, what do we have on the table right now? Are we talking about who's getting moved or what? Well, you know, that trade deadline is coming up uh, this coming Tuesday, I believe. And so you're already seeing some rumors flying around, some moves even being made. Obviously, the Christian Caffery trade kind of kicked the whole thing off. But you got some teams out there who you're pretty sure are sellers. Like, first and foremost, the Carolina Panthers, right? You would think. Like, uh, 
they've pretty much thrown in the towel. They've already tried. But you, you see that they're not coming off of some of these pieces. They're not so quick to come off of Brian Burns. They were, they were offered a first round for Brian Burns. Sounds like multiple, and they said no, which and is bad. No. That can't be real. I don't, I, I don't believe that to be true. You don't think so? It, no. it, it sounded a little bit thin. Maybe that was a little smokescreen trying to up the ante on some of these trade offers. But, I mean. Brian Burns is a good player, but, like, they're multiple not Multiple ones? Multiple ones. You're not getting more than that unless you want a fourth as well. It looks like they're not coming off of DJ Moore either. Dang it. I mean, maybe they will, but it seems like people have been calling on him and. It doesn't seem like anyone's talking about him, a deal being anywhere close. I don't get it. I don't get it. Dude puts out the numbers in Carolina. You don't think he's a number one receiver. Unbelievable. A couple of other pieces on that team they can move, but nothing significant there. What about the Bears? Now, you know the Bears are in the middle of a rebuild, too. They're going to have a lot of cap space. They can go out and put some pieces around Justin Fields, but who do they have to trade? I mean, Rokon Smith, if you never figure that situation out, there's some pieces on the defense. But on the offense, like, no, you don't want any of those boys. So, well, Like David Montgomery? Might be worth it to one of these teams like a Rams or somebody. But I – and you saw what just happened with James Robinson, so a fifth-round pick, what it eventually will be. I would hold on to David Montgomery if that's what you're getting back. Maybe you get a fourth-round pick because it's David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt. I guess it's similar, but I, I would rather hold on to David Montgomery, although I do like Khalil Herbert, who's their backup, so – I could, I could see it, but now you're coming. I think you got too many running backs for yeah. teams available. Yeah, like that's Buffalo a good point. wants one, Kansas City maybe, but nah, I, there's too many available, I think. Robert Quinn available, 32 years yeah, old. Cool. But uh, you're not necessarily spending significant dollars on that. What about the Washington Commanders? An interesting team. They're certainly not going to do anything this year coming out of the East, which we all thought might be one of the weakest uh, divisions, ends up being one of the stronger divisions in the entire NFC, mm-hmm. but it, it ain't them. He ain't him. It ain't them. Yeah, I think on that front, they do have pieces on defense, but what will they be willing to part with? I think they're going to have to go new coach, right? I don't think Ron Rivera is going to make it through this. Doesn't so seem like it. Those are his guys. I can see them moving some of those pieces if they decide to do that. On offense, you're not getting rid of Scary Terry. What about Antonio Gibson? Who's taking Antonio Gibson, though? I mean, uh, the same people who might take one of these other backs for a lesser price. Yeah, I mean, they got... Gibson's Brian, not a bad back. No, he's not. Brian Robinson's their guy. They figured that out. But a sixth-round pick? Okay. But well, I don't know why. Here's I a guess question. they got guys, so they here's, don't need them. Here's a question for you. Are the Denver Broncos sellers, or are they just waiting in the wings? I guess this week will determine a lot of that. Moment. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I would sell if I'm Denver. They're they're not it. Russell's not it. They might have made a huge mistake. They no, needed. you're not getting out of Russell. No, I'm, no, no, no. I'm not saying trade Russell. Okay. I'm saying you're going to have to pay him because you signed him to a new deal. So yeah. some of these other guys that you might have to pay, you might as well get rid of them because you're not going to be able to pay him either way. Well, also, does the offense fit what Russell does? I mean, you, we talked about the players on that team. You got good receivers on the court in Sutton, Jerry Judy. You got a decent tight end on that team. You have a decent running back room when everyone's healthy. But do they fit Russ's style of play? And, like, what is the deal with Melvin Gordon? And here's a guy who could have started for that team, but Javonta Williams is a good back. Mm-hmm. Williams goes down. Gordon gets started. And then suddenly gets benched for Latavius Murray, who might be the only man in the NFL older than Matt Ryan. And now yeah. Gordon's starting again this weekend. Yeah, it's a weird, that, weird thing. That whole team is a mess. Really is. So I would sell if I were. Bradley Chubb, Kareem Jackson, Alex Singleton. There are pieces there. There's guys to move. There absolutely is. And if they lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think those pieces will start to move. Clay Harper coming up next. Brent and Friends, ESPN 690. We'll be right back. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
my guy. You're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.